Welcome to the Prez Paul podcast. This is a place for us to engage and hear honest and curious dialogue about Nazareth College and the people who are truly the heart of who we are. In this episode, we're going to explore Nazareth's civil rights journey, an extraordinary immersive learning experience that we've been offering for the last several years. I'm very excited for this conversation. You know, our conversation today is very timely as March 21st is the International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. And March 23rd will be the one year anniversary of Daniel Prude's death. Our Nazareth College community has grown a lot this year through the pain of racial struggles in our Rochester community, in our community, in our country, and through our active movement to be an equity-minded community, a community in which all are welcomed and belong, all are supported and empowered, and all are engaged in learning about and eliminating systemic racism to realize a better world for all. I am so excited that from March 21st to March 25th, we have a very special guest visiting campus to help foster our community's continued learning and growth. Activist, musician, and storyteller Reggie Harris will be with us for a week-long fellowship and is with us today on this podcast. We're very excited to work with Reggie in a number of classes, programs, and workshops. Reggie also serves as the guide for our annual civil rights journey, a solidarity and social justice retreat that is sponsored by the Center for Spirituality. Today, we're going to talk about both the civil rights journey with some of the students who've been on the life-changing experience and also Reggie's fellowship with us here at Nazareth in a couple of weeks. So let me introduce Reggie and all of our guests. Reggie Harris is co-president of the board and director of music for the Living Legacy Project, Nazareth's community partner for the civil rights journey. Jamie Fazio is the Catholic chaplain at Nazareth College and has been on several civil rights journeys. Serena Victor is in the final semester of her graduate studies at Nazareth College where she's earning her master's in social work. She plans on pursuing a law degree and establishing a nonprofit organization in Zambia to advocate for mental health services for women and girls. Amazing. Ramin Copeland is a graduate student majoring in global business and leadership who currently works for the city of Rochester and is a member of the Racial and Structural Equity Commission created by Mayor Lovely Warren and County Executive Adam Bellow. Nate Allen is a sophomore majoring in finance. He's currently taking courses in economics and leadership and ethics and is part of the men's tennis team and volleyball team. And Carolyn Karlick is a sophomore majoring in environmental science and sustainability and minoring in religious studies who traveled on the civil rights journey in January of 2020. And this has shaped her career goals towards working in environmental justice. I am so honored and pleased that you are all joining me today, and I am so excited for this conversation. So Jamie, I'm going to start with you. I wonder if you will start by telling us a little bit about Reggie's fellowship and also the importance of having him come here. Wonderful. President Paul, thank you so much, and it's so great to be here with all of you. Um, we're really excited about uh, Reggie's week-long fellowship with us. It builds on this relationship uh, we have with between Nazareth and the Living Legacy Project. Uh, two years ago, on 2019, uh, we engaged in our first civil rights journey in partnership with the Living Legacy Project, and they bring a wonderful depth of knowledge and resources and 
uh, networking uh, in the sites we visit throughout Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee. And, and Reggie is our, our main guide who weaves uh, knowledge and music and reflection throughout the whole experience. We were really disappointed this year with COVID-19 that we couldn't travel on the journey. Uh, and we did not wanna lose the momentum we've been building. Uh, so uh, Reggie and I had a conversation and, and he was telling me about uh, a possibility of, uh, of a fellowship. I said, well, let's move it from possibility to reality. And uh, we did. And uh, we have a full week uh, scheduled. Um, you keep, you know, I try not to fill it too much, but uh, it's a very, very full week. Uh, we're going to feed him well <laughs> while he's here. And um, uh, but we're just really grateful to uh, welcome him again to our campus uh, and to to the work of the Civil Rights Journey as a, a solidarity and social justice retreat is to bring the experience um, to our campus and to our community. And uh, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, through this fellowship. So I'm very grateful and um, uh, very uh, excited about uh, what will come from it. I am so excited. It is really a treat and a special treat given the year that we've been through. It, it really is an extraordinary treat to have you come and be with us on campus. So Reggie, I'd love for you to uh, talk a little bit about the events that are coming up. I have to say it's quite an amazing list. I, I have several of them on my calendar. I'm really very excited. Can you give some examples of what you'll be doing with us and what do you hope students are going to take away from it? Well, you know, thank you so much. And uh, and Jamie, I think lays out, uh, you know, this partnership that we've had, uh, that we've begun is one that really falls in line with exactly what the Living Legacy Project has been trying to, to establish. Uh, over the course of years, um, most of our outreach has been to adults and uh, to older adults who had the time to go on a pilgrimage. Uh, the connection with Jamie really gave us an opportunity to have younger people to come with energy and with a, a different kind of focus. And I think that's what we're going to be bringing to the time on campus. Um, I'll have the opportunity to interact with the campus uh, in a variety of ways. Jamie's called together a really wonderful uh, group of people to target both uh, the campus life, uh, education, uh, some history, um, some music. Uh, as a musician, I know that the civil rights movement really made use of the history and the culture right. and the, the music and the arts. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be meeting to sing and talk about the songs, talk about the way that the songs were used to build community. Uh, we're going to use those opportunities to also do some retreats. Uh, I know that your students and your staff and uh, and your community has been really involved in the events that have been happening uh, with COVID-19 and then certainly with Daniel Pruitt and with uh, the many other events around the nation. Uh, there's a, weary, a weariness in our land and there's a yes. weariness on campus. So we're going to try to speak to that. We're going to invite people into some opportunities to deal with the impact that comes from being active and to taking on these new challenges. And I'm also looking forward to teaching, uh, to talking to some of the students who are uh, becoming teachers and some oh, of the teachers great. who are there. Yeah, so we'll, we'll look at some curriculum things and, and some opportunities to take what's happening and look at what's happened in the past using our own narratives and using the narratives of stories of people, history makers um, and, and then trying to make that a, a reality in the classroom so that our students growing up who are surrounded by all of this and who are seeing it and being impacted by it have an opportunity to also have a very vibrant way to deal with what's happening in our nation. So 
it is going to be a full week. <laughs> and, uh, I, but, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. The other part of this is that I'm really looking forward to, and, and Jamie and I have been talking about making other connections. Uh, Alvernia College went with us on the last pilgrimage okay. that we did. Mm -hmm. They have reached out again uh, to be part of an ongoing opportunity on, uh, of uh, a relationship. Great. And we have a relationship with Tougaloo College in Oh, good. Oh, wonderful. So we're hoping to call some other ca uh, campuses into this consortium Good. and and have further com you know conversations and and interactions. That's great. I I I'm really impressed and I'm very very inspired. I think in many ways, this is a, a very powerful time for you to come and be with us. I think we are very much primed for this work and for this opportunity for reflection. Um, you know, we've been working really hard this year at uh, making this a movement, you know, getting honest about the dynamics, even in our own community. And, you know, I think we're primed in some ways for extending our learning. We're also primed for what you talk about, which is uh, taking care of one another uh, with deep trauma and being real about that and yeah. creating a community in which that can be real and that we are supporting one another in all of the elements of moving forward. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm moved by what you bring and I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm also excited about the civil rights journey and I, um, having been involved in a program like this in my past, I know the transformative experience that it is. We have four students here or students recent students. Well, I guess you're both graduate students, right? We've got undergraduate and graduate students. How's that? Um, to talk with us about their personal experience of the civil rights journey. I know that all of you have experienced that. And I wonder to start if you would share an example, maybe it's a person you met, or maybe it's a historical site you visited from the journey that's had a lasting influence on how you're responding to the social injustices of today. And Serena, I'm going to start with you. Thank you so much, President Paul, um, for that. Prez Paul, thank you for that. Um, and Reggie, thank you so much for being here. You are amazing. You you inspire me all the way from the south. You still inspire me, Jamie. Thank you for how you check up on me on social media <laughs> all the time, making sure I'm not getting too out of hand. Um, so I think the the story that touched me the most, almost in a haunting way. In a, in a sacred haunting way is a story of Emmett Till. And when we, get, when we got back to campus and had to share, that's the story that I shared. Um, Emmett Till's story, when we went to Glendora, in what state is that? We went to a town called Glendora to see a, a newly formed museum. Glendora, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Mississippi. Yes, Glendora, Mississippi. And so um, we went to see the, the newly formed uh, museum in this, dedicated towards um, Emmett Till's life, seeing the instruments that were used to, to murder him. And we went to Bryant's grocery store, which lays in ruins and, and hearing the story of how a lie was told against a child. So that story haunted me and mm -hmm. it sat in my sacral and solar plexus. And I carried it with me back to Rochester, you know, thinking about how he cried at night for help probably right. while he was being tortured, yes. all of that. And so what I did then was to turn that grief and sorrow and anger into activism for our children in the Rochester City School District, mm. helped to advocate for funding. And then that, that evolved into working as an intern 
with Free the People Rock, which is like an offshoot of Black Lives Matter movement here in Rochester. And then also that, that has led me to working on the Daniel Law. The Daniel Law is going to help us, the Daniel Prude Law right. is going to help us get mental health um, professionals responding to mental health crisis calls. Mm. So, you know, it's really evolved into uh, serious activism. That is so, so powerful. I, I, that is very powerful how you have taken that, um, I don't even know what words to use, but the the very deep way that you connected with learning uh, and then what you've turned it into, that's, that's amazing. I, that's a really powerful example. Ramin, how about for you? Yes, so first I just wanna thank Reggie one more time. Mm -hmm. um, as a member of the first group of Nazareth people to take on this pilgrimage with him, he really was the bedrock to our group's experience and helped scope a more direct understanding of the history of so many people who were not able to share or have a voice in their own stories experience. And he helped project that onto us in a way in which I think I can speak for everyone in my group when I say we truly embodied that. And he continues to make us ask those tough questions that we know are sometimes really hard to understand but he implemented so much strength and wisdom and guidance for us to follow. And through his incredible insight and the implementation of music, which there was an awful lot of that, he, <laughs> he, was, able, he was able to um, have us go through those troubled waters that we all in some way faced along that trip. And overcome it with a lot more appreciation for what we have and an understanding of the global fight for humanity and civil rights that needs to be man maintained. Um, so That's beautiful. I just, so I just want to thank Reggie for that. Um, I'm telling you, Rob, um, you're just making me so happy. So proud. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you, you. thank you. <laughs> um, Serena was also on to a really good point. I was going to mention the Emmett Till historical um, center in Glendora as well. But another thing that I also think stood out to me throughout that trip was the Equal Justice Initiative lynching monument, which is in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, being there was just a very surreal moment. And I think the combination of both those centers really embodied so much of my experience in growing up and seeing so much things that so many of the generational things that I and my family face and issues that I still continue to face, even though I am in a space now, which gives me a lot more opportunities than what I previously had. I still feel a lot of those things and both of those centers kind of embody of why I experienced that. And so it, it just, I believe both of those experiences both of those experiences really brought full circle to me, my experience and why I experience things the way I experience it and how I need to say that this doesn't just stop here. Right. You know, I have to continue on and make something out of myself and help bring other people out of that continued cycle. Because we see like, even though we don't have monuments of modern day slavery and whatnot that's going on. 
we still see that so many things that are embodied in those two centers alone, and there's so many other centers I could talk about that we experience, Mm -hmm. we are currently still living through. And I feel like even if my voice just contributes in some way and just any little tad bit, I think that that would give me so much more purpose and meaning for why I even partake in this experience in the first place. You're doing it, Ramin. Thank you. Thank you. That was really powerful. Carolyn, how about for you? Um, First of all, thank you for having me today, President Paul. Of course. Um, One of the experiences that has left a very strong lasting influence on me and how I'm going about responding to social injustices today um, was when I was given the opportunity to travel about an hour out of Selma, Alabama with one of the sisters of St. Joseph, Joseph's, and um, with other group members to a very small and very rural town called Brendenburg. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to help with the elders in the community center and sort through clothes in the donation center since many of those individuals do not have the money to buy clothes. And since it is very rural, there's not many areas to. Um, while we were ha- I was having a conversation with the sister and one of the elders, and they had said in passing that it was just a few years before 2020 that the town had just received local running water. And that one of the individuals, like this woman I was talking to kept saying that she got water from a well. Mm. And it just struck me as an environmental science major. I was like, oh my gosh, it's 2020. This should not Mm -hmm. be an issue. And I'm taking a social sociology class this semester on water and gender and society. And it all clicked together. And I just, it really, that stuck with me. And um, so long story short, I've like I've had my eyes open to seeing the real unequal distribution of resources that we take for granted every day and what minority groups are truly affected by the burdens of climate change and corporation pollution. And so I'm taking steps in my education and with my career to work within the community to educate others and start legislation within corporations and um, big businesses <laughs> to ensure environmental equity. And currently I'm doing lead research with Dr. Doss to, our goal is a lead-free Rochester community. So I'm taking steps towards that. That's fantastic. That's extraordinary. That's great. Thank you, Carolyn. And Nate, how about for you? Uh, First, I wanna thank Jamie and President Paul for inviting me to this podcast. Um, One thing that stuck with me was meeting Joanne Bland, who was the Mm. former director of the National Voting Rights Museum. And she was a participant in the civil rights movement and when it was happening. And it was cool for me to see like how someone from that generation previously is still actively working on just teaching a future generation about like the past of segregation and the things that she would experience personally and people that she knew and the things that she saw and how she shared them with us and how she was arrested like 13 times by the time she was 11, which is just crazy for me to think of. Um, I think it was super cool how she was telling us that we are all the most important piece of the puzzle. And we, um, 
I feel like that resonated with a lot of us and we all took that with us and we want to like remember that and think that we each have a part to play in this whole fight for equality and that it's a long battle obviously she's been doing it for her whole life and that we all have a lot of work to do so her um everything she said really stuck with me and keeps influencing me that's really powerful i have to say i feel the puzzle pieces in each one of you and i am really honored to be a puzzle piece with you i um i know that we have a civil rights journey in the works for January 2022. I personally am very excited about that and will look forward to that experience. I wonder as we uh, wrap up today, if each of you would share uh, something that would convince someone they should do this. What, what would you say to someone who is um, maybe curious or might have some interest in doing this? What, what would you say to motivate them or to help them to see the meaning in, in reaching to this experience. And Nate, I'm gonna start with you. Sure. Um, I think what, for me, what convinced me, I had a couple close friends, they recommended the trip to me and it just sounded like something that really would be interesting to even just try. So if I were to tell someone to do this trip, I would say it's a great trip. It's a great experience. You learn so much about, you can learn about yourself you can learn about the people around you. you. You build connections with the group. You build connections with the cities that you're in. And it's a really good experience all around. Excellent. Thank you. Carolyn, how about you? What, what would you say? How would you inspire someone? Um, I would say that going on this trip allows you to find your voice. Going on this trip, I actually, over the summer, I started our own Black Lives Matter protest within my town. And my town is very rural, very small and very mm. white. <laughs> and we got so, a lot of backlash and you know, a lot of people weren't happy about it. And here's 15 of us on the corner of my very small town holding our signs and <laughs> words <That's> great. <laughs> Going on this trip really will change everything. I look at everything differently. Like I know my skin is a barrier for me. So I need to use my voice to help those who don't have that same privilege. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely find your courage and your voice on this. I love question. it. I love it. That's great. Ramin. Yes. So I would say, um, I think it's most beneficial to just experience it, especially if you don't, if you've never experienced it because you don't know what you don't know. And to just step outside of your comfort zone and experience something that's different is always going to be fulfilling to some extent. And I think for me, one of the things that I also point to, which is also another important thing from the journey for me was when we went to Selma and we had spent time with the Emmedites. And during that time there, I was assigned to go out into the community and deliver through Meals on Wheels. And during my time out into the community, uh, the driver that I was with was kind of telling me about his whole experience of growing up and saying that um, there was a point in my life when I didn't think no one would be here to help me. Mm. And the fact that you came all the way from 
New York to Alabama just speaks to volumes of, you know, anything is possible and you just don't know what you don't know. And I did not know leaving from New York that I would end up in Alabama in that type of situation. And so I just feel like you just take every moment you can and just absorb it and try to find so much meaning out of it because you never know what you're gonna get out of it. And it's just been so fulfilling. It's, you all are so inspiring and the um, ways in which you have demonstrated courage and really opened yourselves and opened yourselves to the, the purpose that is in you and really embracing that purpose is, is so powerful. Serena, how about for you? Um, I think for me, what I would say is, and I, I think I would like to speak maybe directly to students of maybe like international students, right? Students sure. that come from other countries. Mm -hmm. I come from another country and I've settled here in America. So it speaks to students like that who might think maybe this journey is irrelevant to me, civil rights movement. It doesn't maybe have that zing that would natu naturally say I'm involved in this. But I would say one word to say, the reason you might want to take this trip is because of Sankofa or Sankofa, mm -hmm. right? As Reggie would mm -hmm. say, Sankofa, but right. it's Sankofa, right? Which means to uh, go back to the past and bring forward that which is useful, right? Yes. So the journey, because as we come here as international students, as we come here as immigrants, we're like, we notice things that are happening in our environments. We notice things that are happening on campus. We don't have the, the knowledge there's the knowledge gap that exists, right? Mm -hmm. And there are storylines that are told that are not necessarily true. There are biases and there are all these things that, are, that loom in our minds. And I would say to an international student, to immigrant students that are at Nazareth College to say, take the trip so that you can go into the past, see the civil rights movement, mm. see what Martin and Dr. Shuttlesworth, Emmett Till's story and everyone, right. Reggie and the songs, so that you can have that knowledge gap and then bring it and make it useful. Mm. In the place where you have been placed here in America, whether you're living in Rochester, Victor, or on campus, make mm. it useful here and now. And so that's why you would wanna go on the trip. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. Jamie, you know what this means, Reggie, I'm giving you the last word. Jamie, how about for you? Well, I, I, I think our students have summed it up so well. Uh, this is a, an experience of transformation. Uh, it's one of awakening. It's one of, as Nate said, you get to know yourself and you get to know uh, your community and how you're called to respond to the needs of the time. Uh, in the spirit of our founders, the Sisters of St. Joseph, how do we respond to the needs of our time? And this experience um, has that for each of us individually and collectively, uh, an invitation to respond to the needs on our campus in our city and in our world, wherever life leads us. Uh, so I'm just so grateful to be a part of it and uh, so grateful to all those that have participated and that will participate. Thank you. I really appreciate your, your helping to open us as well in, in this, uh, this experience. It really is very, very meaningful. And Reggie, first of all, I hope you feel loved because you clearly are. And what would you say? I feel so very loved and I feel so very proud of, of each of these young people who 
came on a trip and opened themselves to an experience that uh, they had no way of knowing what they were going to see for real. Mm-hmm. And I, in that light, I would say to anyone who was thinking about going on the trip, I would, I would invite them to come and have an experience. I would say that if you have any sense of discovery about the world that we live in, and if you would like to see how miracles really take place, mm-hmm how lives can really come alive, and in particular, how people respond to the divisions and the hatred and the things that make us feel bad about our world, come on this trip. You will learn things about how people in the midst of devastating and and just such depressing uh, oppression and racism persevere how they made their light shine and continue to make their light shine and then i would i would dare you to see what they do and not be Mm. inspired to do your part Mm. well and as we were saying earlier it's um now's the time amen i i we are being given an extraordinary opportunity to take a 400 year legacy and create something very different. And I feel like that's on us. We're being given that opportunity and it's time for us to lean into that. So I'm, I'm so inspired by all of you. I, I feel that in every one of you, I feel that every one of you is leaning into that. And I am honored to know you. I am honored to be with you and uh, let's keep the journey going. On we go. Maybe so on we go. Let nobody turn me around. I love it. I love it. Well, we are very excited about your visit, Reggie. I personally am very excited to meet you and, and get to know you more and um, get ready for January. All right. So thank you to all of you for joining me today in this incredible conversation. I I, uh, I really appreciate the, the minds, hearts, and souls that have been invested in this conversation today. And I also thank our listeners for joining us in exploring the wonders of the Nazareth College community. I don't know how you can't feel the wonders of the Nazareth College community as you're listening to these podcasts. Um, It's pretty extraordinary. We do have some more great podcast conversations coming your way soon from talking to some of our athletes and coaches about fitting a whole year's worth of athletics into two months with the start of our sports seasons and also to our musicians and how our musicians are continuing to make music during the pandemic. And as Reggie has shared with us, how music is such a powerful way for us to learn, to reflect, connect, and to imagine a better future. Thanks for listening.